0: Thank you for joining us for another podcast from Covenant Community Church. And now, today's message from Senior Pastor John Lofton.
1: A few Sundays ago, uh, my spiritual father came in, Bishop Brooks, and all of us uh, who were here that day received uh, from his words. And uh, I want to go back and and talk a little bit about, do a little uh, recapitulation on what he said. He gave us three things, saints of God. He said that this would be a year of supernatural favor. Uh, I had also been sensing this uh, in December as I was praying for 2018, and I feel like this is is definitely going to be a year of supernatural favor for the saints of God. But the second one was interesting that he gave because he had no idea that the Lord was working on me for this particular series. It says it would be a year for you to receive by cutting off people who are holding you back. And see, so some of you, you can't get what you want to get or what you need to get because there might be somebody attached to you that you need to cut off. Now, listen, don't think because I'm preaching this that somehow I'm unloving. Sometimes there are some people you need to detach from, right? That's, that's, I'm, I'm just giving you the word, amen? And sometimes there, there are some people who are spiritual leeches. And when I say that is they're, they're draining your spirit every time you get around them. And sometimes you need to just break off from some people. It might be for a period of time so that you can continue to grow in the process. Is this making sense at all? So please hear my heart. I'm not just saying that, you know, you just, you just cut people off and be mean and nasty about it. But, it, but sometimes at some points in our lives, there's some people that God would give you discernment to say, you know what? You might need to step back on that relationship. Amen. The third thing he gave, he said, you can't change unless you move. You can't sit still and expect things to just happen, which means, saints of God, no longer can you just sit in the pews and do nothing. The days of just being comfortable in church, those days are over. Everybody gotta go to work. First of all, you need to discover what your gifts are, and you need to be determined to read every book you can find, Pray on what your gifts are so God can use you in that area. You want the characteristics of a useful vessel, and you want God to use you in the areas that you're gifted in. God gave all of us a gift. A gift is not a talent. There are some talented basketball players and football players and musicians. They're talented, but they may not be gifted. There's a difference. There's a lot of talent going on in churches today, but that's different than gifting. Talent might give you goosebumps, but giftings will heal you. Uh, Hello, somebody. And so I wanted to talk about these three things, but I want to focus particularly on number two, because when we go deeper into this series, we're going to find the separation and what it means. So listen, in Hosea chapter 10, verse 12, a lot of us are very familiar with this passage of Scripture. So if you would turn in your Bibles, underline it, do whatever you have to do. I have it on a PowerPoint so you can see it, but uh, sometimes PowerPoints make Christians lazy. And see, you need, that's why you got to bring your Bible. Don't, don't just wait for me to have a PowerPoint. You need to open up your Bibles and find out where this is in the word of God. Underline it so God can continue to speak to you after this service. I don't want this just to be another little old message that you get and you say, oh, man, that was a good word. But you don't go back and open up the Bible to read it for yourself to see what the Lord is saying to you. Saints of God, God will give you a whole lot more than what I can give you in this pulpit. I I promise you that I'm I I can give you just a little bit. I I want to know more about God. I want to know more about the Bible. I wish I knew more about 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 the Lord. Uh, I'm trying to get to know him as best as I can. I want to be new wine skin so that he can pour in new wine into my spirit I'm I'm endeavoring to be the pastor that God has called me to be the man of God that he's called me to be the husband that he's called me to be the father that he's called me to be but I need God's help to do that hello somebody and if we stay humble and if the Bible says humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and he will exalt you in due season and if we can just stay humble with what God gives us he can give us more hello somebody And so the Bible in Hosea says, sow to yourselves in righteousness, reap in mercy. Break up the fallow ground. Somebody said, break it up. It It is time. Look at your neighbor and say, "It it is time. It is time to seek the Lord. It is time to seek the Lord. It is not time to be playing. You're going through these church games, and you're hopping from church to church, relationship to relationship, job to job. You're not stable. At some point, you're going to have to get stable so you can seek the Lord. What does God have for you to do? What is your why? Why do you exist today? Do you know what the definition of that is? Do you have a plan for this year? What's your development plan for this year? Who's going to mentor you? Who are you going to mentor? What books are you going to read? What goals do you have? What plan do you have to get there? The Bible said, a man plans his ways, but the Lord orders his steps. If you don't have a plan, what in the world can the Lord order? And listen, this is not going to drop from heaven. Money don't drop from heaven. He uses a vehicle. What vehicles do you have so that God can bless you? You need, you need at least four to five streams of income in your house anyway. Hello, somebody. You don't need just one stream. You need four or five different streams coming to your house. And the more vehicles you got, the more God can bless you through a vehicle. He's not going to drop money from heaven. Some of you sitting right here, you got a business in your mind. You never stepped out on it because you're scared. Or you might even have a ministry. God spoke to you about a ministry. That's another resource stream. I don't write books for free. Amen. It's a resource stream. What is it that God wants you to do, saints of God? I'm here to challenge you to your core because I truly believe when you challenge the church, the church grows because you can't grow muscles unless there is some resistance. So I'm trying to help you grow your spiritual muscles. He says, it is time to seek the Lord till he come and rain righteousness upon you. Break up the fallow ground is the same as saying, turn over a new leaf. To begin a new life, to root out weeds of sin, preparing the ground to be pure and clean again for sowing seed. That's what that word means, to, to break up the fallow ground. So listen, it says break, break, fallow ground is ground that used to be fruitful. It used to be productive. It used to be progressive. It is ground that used to be free of weeds and roots. But you have to break it up again. So I got this little statement here. Write this down. You can't sow clean seed in hard and unfruitful ground and expect a harvest. See, a lot of times you're sowing seed in areas that's not growing. Where are you spending your time? Time is precious. It's the most valuable commodity we have, saints of God. Your time. God does not give us money. God gives us time. I take my time, I give it to the bank, and what I do with my time, the bank gives me a check. Amen. He gives us time. He doesn't give us relationships. We we spend time with people, and the time we spend with them, we trade a relationship based on that time. God is not in time. He created time. God is not in linear time. He's everywhere at one time. Linearly, we can only see ahead, but God sees the end and the beginning. Good grace of life. So we are in time. God is not subject to time because he's outside of time. God can see your birth and your death all at one time. And you don't think God knows what's going on in your life right now? He sees the end and the beginning because he's not subject to time. He created time. Amen. Amen. Hello, somebody. And so what we do at that time is we trade a relationship by spending time with people. The reason I fell in love with my wife because we spent time together. I love spending time with my best friend. I love it. See, because I spend plenty of time with my wife, I don't have to fall in love with you. Pastors were never meant to fall in love with the church. We're supposed to get the bride ready for a husband, not to get her ready for me. That's why he gave me my own bride. Hello. It is my job to prepare you for your husband. And this is, don't have anything to do with gender because this is spiritually. Come on, somebody. See, we're going to get this worldly stuff out of the church, and we need to get all this mixture out of the house of God. You, you can't change your sexual orientation just based on how you think then that way I can be a Hispanic man because I think so. Where does it stop? It doesn't. It goes right into chaos because in the absence of truth, you have nothing but chaos. Amen? And so, listen, we want to harvest, don't we? So, listen, the best ground right now that we want to have for God is this ground right here. The reason we fast, the reason we're praying, the reason we're consecrating our vessels is is because because we want God to begin to sow his anointing in us, sow his authority in us sow his word into us, sow the prophetic in us, the apostolic in us, the evangelist in us, the pastor in us, and all of the spiritual gifts that he has, the administration that is in us, the healing that is in us, the deliverance that's in us. We want to be pure vessels so that we can be meat for the master's use and be the hands and feet of God. This is why we fast and we pray. We don't fast and pray so that God can move. We fast and pray so we can be closer to God so he can move. I don't mean to scream, but I'm pretty excited, amen. I'm sorry, I apologize. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm fired up, boy. I'm I'm okay, so all right, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. all right. So I know you want this because you yes, always cold. So okay, so let's 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 can I go a little bit deeper? So listen, listen, listen. Before there can be a genuine separation, there must be a breakup. The Bible said break up. The fallow ground. See, some of us need to break up with depression, break up with fear, break up with self imposed limitations, break up with damaged emotions, break up with loneliness. Break up with toxic relationships, break up with pride, and break up with low self esteem, and break up with arrogance, and break up with our past, and break up with bad habits, and break up from being hypersensitive, and break up with alcohol, break up with cigarettes, break up with unbelief, break up with uncontrollable fleshly desires, break up with suicidal thoughts, break up with worry, break up with negativity, break up with bitterness, break up with laziness. Some of these things we need to break up with so that we can have a good relationship with God. You need to get rid of a bozo so you can get a bo See, we need to drop some of these zeros so you can get a hero like Jesus. Hello, somebody. Am I talking to the right church today? Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you might need to break up with some things. See, these things are paralyzing our potential. See, these things are what the Bible call weights. The Bible said, you know, to to get rid of every weight and sin. See, weight is not necessarily sin. But if you don't deal with the weight, the weight can move you towards sin. Now, see, see, laziness may not necessarily be a sin, but your laziness might keep you at home when you should be at church. Laziness might keep you in the bed when you should be on your knees. Laziness might keep you at the crib when you should be evangelizing somebody in the community. community. So laziness might not necessarily be sin, but it can lead you into sin because it takes you away from God and you're not separated meat for his use. Am I talking to the right church today? Somebody said, I got to break up with some stuff. See, this message is not just for you, saints of God. This message is for me as well. But check this out. This is what the Spirit of the Lord said to me. He said, there will never be a season of breakthroughs until we learn how to break up with things that are keeping us from separating ourselves unto the Lord we were screaming, Lord, I need a breakthrough. we I, I we breaking every chain. And, and no, 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 none of that stuff is going to happen because you need to break up with some stuff in your life. Mm-hmm. You need to break up with that inconsistency. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> See, there you go. See, a lot of people want to run a business, but they, they really don't have what it takes to run it. Why? Because they don't have an action plan. The goals that you have, you don't complete. How many, how many unread books do you have in your house right now? <laughs> I'm just talking. Listen, these are, well, you know, I'm not talking to you. Let me put it this way. I'm just, I'm just talking to the person in your seat right now. So listen, I have unread books at home. See, this year is going to be a year of the finisher. See, Jesus says, I'm the author And the finisher. See, you're going to finish things this year. You're going to finish some things this year. You're going to finish some things. You're going to finish that degree. Mm -hmm. Yep. You're going to do it. You're going to step out there and you're going to do it. You're going to finish the the, the things that God has called you to do, setting up that business properly. Hello? I said properly. Can I say the word properly? Amen. You're going to set up that ministry properly. Hello, somebody. There's a proper way to do things. You, you, so, so, so listen, so you're going to be a finisher. Put your hand on your heart and say, I'm going to finish things. Yeah, yeah, and that's for me too. That's for me too. I'm going to finish things this year. I, I'm not going to start anything that I'm not going to finish. I'm not going to start relationships that I'm not going to finish. If you said that you're going to start a if you, you have somebody that you want to mentor you, you go after that relationship. Pursue it. I pursue relationships that I feel like they, have, they can add value to my life. I pursue them. Right? And so listen, it's okay to do that because I look for people who are on a different level than I am. And then I go, okay, so what are you reading? How can I get to know you? What's going on? And I have like four brothers in my life right now. I love these brothers. They're on a different level than I am. And man, I pursue those relationships. And and it's valuable. This value add. And so you got to respect the relationships that are that God will send to you but it's not going to come easy or quick because spending time with people means you got to take time and we're already short on time. So we got to figure out how to do that. Amen. And so listen, listen, It won't be any breakthroughs until you learn how to break up. Amen. And so, so this is vitally important. So think about your life and say, God, what do I need to break from in my life? Because if you don't, you may be speaking something in your future based on your present. Okay? I gave you a principle that says speak what you expect, not what you're experiencing. Amen. Can I, can I give you some Bible on this? Okay, let me let me let me see if I can. Oh, got it. Case in point. Let me give you this. This is found in 1 Samuel chapter 4, I think. So there is a woman who was pregnant in 1 Samuel chapter 4. And this is this is hopefully this, this makes sense to you. Um, when she found out, she was almost at the point of birth, when she found out that the Ark of the Covenant had been taken by the enemy, she found out that her father-in-law, who heard that the Ark of Covenant was taken, he died, and on top of that, she found out that her husband died in battle. So the presence of God had been taken by the enemy. Her father-in-law is dead. Her husband is dead, and upon hearing this news, she went into labor, The pain of hearing the death of her husband, the death of her father-in-law, and the Ark of God, which represents the presence of God, was taken by the enemy. That was her present situation. So when the child was born, she named the child not based on her future prodigy. She named the child based on her present circumstances, and his name was Ichabod. The, main, the name Ichabod means the glory has departed. See, saints of God, sometimes the devil wants to keep you in your present or in your past because you will forfeit your inheritance. And see, some things we might be naming, that we should be naming stuff for an inheritance, not naming things based on where you are today. Am I talking to the right people today? So when I say name stuff, I'm talking about what words are coming out of your mouth? What are you speaking right now? Are you speaking about the vicissitudes of life that you're going through right now? Or are you speaking things of the word of the Lord saying, listen, I know where I am currently, but this is not where I'm going to stay. I know my finances are right here currently, but they're not going to stay right here. I know spiritually I'm right here currently. But I'm not gonna stay right here. I know my body might be hurting right now, but I'm gonna be healed in Jesus name I know my mind might be confused right now, but God is going to give me understanding I know I might be in an uproar in my spirit right now But God is gonna give me peace the shalom of God where I have nothing missing nothing lacking and nothing broken in my life Come on somebody Where you are today is not where you're going to be tomorrow because God is going to do some dynamic things in your life. Check this out right here. Check this out. Check this out. Don't abort the future of your spiritual baby due to focusing on your present situation or circumstances. At some point, we must stop allowing the present, our present trouble to name our future legacy. I'm going to just let you, let that sink in for a second.
0: Yeah, marinate on that.
1: Amen? Because listen, there are some times in my life that I can go through stuff in my life, and it's like all I see is situations. And those situations are there for a smoke screen to get you off of God. See, people can do that too. Things can do that. Sickness can do that. Children can do that. Your cousin Nim can do that. There are so many... <laughs> Your job can do it. There are people on your job. They're like an irritant. They're little agitators. Amen. Come on, somebody. Right? But you know what? You need them. Because those little agitators will make you pray. Good graces of life. See, 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 that's why we need discernment. See, in the, see when I read the Bible, the Bible is interesting because somebody that you think might be your friend might be your enemy. And somebody who you think might be your enemy just might be your friend. See, see, I thought Peter was a friend of Jesus, but Jesus told Peter, get behind me, Satan. Why? Because although he might have been a friend, that friend was trying to stop Jesus from fulfilling his destiny. He said, no, I'll stop you from going to the cross, but the cross was his destiny. That's why he called Judas his friend. Although Judas was the one who betrayed him, Judas was the one who was significant for him to go to the cross. Sometimes, saints of God, the one who means you the worst are the ones that are best for you because those are the ones that will make you get down on your knees and pray and worship God. So you need to discern your friends from your enemies. And sometimes we need enemies to make us break down on our knees. Hello, somebody. We can use that discernment today. Am I talking to the right church? Hello, somebody. And we gotta discern those that are supposed to be in our in our lives. And you know, we we are the ones who decide that. You know, when you get around people and you say, and I'm almost done. When you say, "Look, I can't stand being around them. They just every time I get around them, I just I just feel so upset." Then then why are you giving them that much power? Saints, take the power back. And control it. Amen. If you feel yourself saying you're going in the direction that you want to go, cut it off. Give yourself permission to break away from them. Hello, somebody. I know this is, ain't, this is not popular preaching. But I tell you what, if you catch this thing about separation, God will use you on a whole new level. Amen. And so, so can I give you some more of this word? And so when we start talking about this, um, you know, things can happen to the point to where you almost, you're ready to give up. There might might be somebody in here right now ready to give up. Not every time in my life, let's see if I can put it this way. I I haven't always felt good being a Christian. (laughs) Amen. I mean, some of y'all, you're probably 100% of the time, but but there are times when, um, you know, I was like, man, God, for real? Is this, is this, am I by myself here? Oh, I got two people that felt the same way. (laughs) I got three, okay. So, so, so I'm just talking to the three of you. So, so sometimes, man, those are some bad boots, bro. My bad, I'm sorry. (laughs) Sometimes in our lives, (laughs) man, when, when, when we go through certain things, It's almost as if, God, why, have you left me? I mean, I'm praying. I'm not really sensing anything. I'm reading the word. It's just not making sense. Matter of fact, you try to turn in the Bible to read something, it's just its like it's it's hard. It's it's an arduous task, right? And you're trying to read it. Um, Saints, that's for everybody. See, what I have learned in my short period of time being a saved man of God is a lot of times, when it's that hard to receive from God, that means I got to go harder in pressing into him, right? Unfortunately, sometimes that's the place where people run, right? Because, because they haven't been given a solid enough education about God and the ebbs and flows of God. You're not always going to be on the mountain as a Christian, saints of God. Sometimes you're going to be down in the valleys, But he said that I will never leave you nor forsake you. See, God is not about goosebumps. Just because you don't feel goosebumps doesn't mean God is not with you. If he declared, I will never leave you nor forsake you, he's there with the goosebumps. And when you don't get goosebumps, he's there when you can't get clarity from the word and when he's giving you prophetic words every day. He said, I am there with you. The issue is trust. And because we have so many trust issues in the flesh yeah. 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 No. because it's hard sometimes be based on what we have gone through based on past relationships based on family issues based on parental issues we might have some trust issues in the natural which spills over into our spiritual life. And sometimes, sometimes, not all the times, sometimes you have trust issues with God based on your trust issues with someone in your natural life. Right? And we sometimes base that relationship with our spiritual father on a relationship we have in the natural. And that's where we go wrong, right? Because this father is not going to abuse you Even though you may have been abused by your father. Or husband or or girlfriend or uncle or auntie. Whatever it is, all of us have been through things. See, one thing about the church, saints. The church is full of flawed people. Including the ones preaching. And once we determine that we all got problems then perhaps we can stick and stay in a place because no matter where you go, there's going to be problems. Every every church got problems. Every church got people, and there's only one perfect church, but you can't join it because they don't have any members. (laughs) The fast, it's the fast, right? Your brain is a little slower. <laughs> all right, I'll wait a little longer so it, you can hit it. All right, I, I got that delayed laugh. It's like, oh, yeah, oh yeah, I got it. Okay, okay, so so, so, so here's the deal. Since we are all flawed, can we just love each other through our flaws? Amen. So, so listen, let me see if I can help you. One day I'm going to hurt you. One day I'm going to hurt you. One day I'm going to say something. I'm going to wear something. Right. I'm going to look at you wrong. I'm going to look at you all cross-eyed. And, and, and it's going to happen. One day you're going to hurt me. That's right. So since we already put that out there, can we just go ahead and endeavor to love each other in spite of it? Amen? Amen. Amen. Right? Now, listen, let people leave churches for, for, oh, my God, I'm so off script now, but I don't care. People leave churches for some of the the smallest of things, right? But that's a deeper issue than just what just happened. See, if you got one person that's been in five different churches in one year, all of the churches has something wrong with them. (laughs) One person been in five churches... All five churches had something wrong. You know what was wrong? That person was in all five of those churches. Amen? And so listen, listen, there's going to be issues. If you're looking for something, you're going to find it. If you're looking for me and my wife and my child to be perfect, let me just let you, let you, let you know right now. We're going to let you now. We, we, we're living this thing out just like you are, saints of God. And I truly believe if we just just give each other the benefit of the doubt and love each other through whatever issues we can love each other through. Amen. I truly believe that's the church that God is coming back for because that's the church that's full of forgiveness. Amen. And listen, if I hurt you, please tell me so that I can beg your forgiveness. Because that is not my heart as a pastor to ever hurt anyone. It's my heart to love and challenge you. Now, if I give you a prophetic word, I'm not going back on that. Because you should be responding to the word God has given you. Now, then I don't mind you getting mad at me. And I'm not going to apologize for a prophecy. So I think. As we teach the church, because I think we have an untaught church, that we have to go back and reteach the gospel again, because now we have this fleshly gospel, this gospel full of mixture. You know that gospel that I'm talking about? you saved from hell, but you still live like the devil. You're still cussing, you're still fussing, you're still fighting, still clubbing. No, y'all don't know anybody like that. Yeah, that's all right. They are around. Amen. But God wants us to be pure vessels, separated, and meet for the master's use. Amen.
0: We hope you've been blessed by today's powerful teaching. Thank you for your continued prayers and financial support of this ministry. Visit us in person at 5805 West Highway 74 in Indian Trail, North Carolina. That's near Lowe's Hardware. Or you can find us on the web at www.changeatc3.org. That's change, C-H-A-N-G-E-A-T-C, the number three, dot org. Or call us at 704-821-7368. Covenant Community Church, where the truth is revealed.